Get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! City. What's going on, everybody? In the heart of town. Oh, Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct. The Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota's the state. And I am so happy to be back with you live and direct. Unfortunately, yeah, we got to talk about another Vikings debacle. We'll get to that later with the great Justin Ekstrom, who's going to be joining the sports governor a little later on. St. Cloud's. Sportsman from KNSI Radio up there in the central part of the state. Uh, also, my co-host on the North Star Sports Podcast. So, uh, Justin's going to be giving us his two cents. We're going to be talking about how it looked so pretty in the first half and how it went so bad in the second half. Uh, we'll talk uh, maybe a little bit of Twins just kind of wrapping up their season and yet taking uh, another ass whooping on their way out of the playoffs. We're also going to get into here very shortly. Mr. LeBron James. And those Los Angeles Lakers. Bringing home championship number 17. Um, We're going to get into... I'm going to give you my thoughts on this quote-unquote GOAT debate between him and Jordan. Also, I'm going to give some props to Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. And also, I want you Minnesota Timberwolves fans out there. You Ricky Rubio-loving Timberwolves fans out there to take heed to what I'm about to say here in a couple minutes on... One, James Butler, and why him leaving Minnesota just bad move once again. So with that, NFL wrapping up, actually game on right now as we got Tennessee 
and they are up 14 to 10 on Buffalo. Um, you know, one thing that I want to get into first off, well, first off, congratulations to the Lakers. I mean, say what you want to say about this bubble experience and everything else. Somebody had to come out and win the championship. So that's what we're going to get into mainly. Some basketball, some football on the backside NFL talk here on Sports Done Right. Again, I am Vince Wright. Follow the show. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can also check us out, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, at Sports Done Right on Instagram. And then just search Sports Done Right on Facebook. That'll bring you to the Facebook group where you can get your daily sports feed. Throw your two cents in on what's happening in the world of sports. We'd love to hear from you. And also, too, if you wanted to call the show, 651-968-0124. Again, 651-968-0124. want to say what up to Diane in Bloomington, Minnesota. She's listening. Uh, Thank you so much, Diane. I also want to say what up. (laughs) There he is right on cue. What up, Gov? Greetings from the hinterlands of Eden Prairie. That's Big Mike out there. And who else do we got? We got Drew, who is up in Scandia, Minnesota. He's listening. What up, Vince? Love the podcast. Thank you, sir. And we also got Dan listening uh, in Woodbury as well. So I appreciate it, man. All right. Let's get to these NBA finals. Entertaining. Nobody thought the Heat was going to be there, right? Nobody. I know I didn't. I know you didn't. And yet there they were. So before we get into LeBron and the Lakers and and you know what that mean what that win means for them, the city of LA, Jeannie Buss, uh, technically first uh, female owner to uh, get a chip. Congratulations to her, um, especially after she was taking some real bad heat just a year and a half ago out there, it seemed like a couple years ago. So, But I really want to focus first on the Miami Heat. Mocha Bella, uh, Jeff Fox, Jeff Fox Show, our friends down there in the 305 in South Florida, nothing but mad respect for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, to me, was the alpha dog that the Minnesota Timberwolves needed. The problem is Timberwolves fans were more of a Ricky Rubio type. I mean, there's people that to this day would probably put a statue of Ricky Rubio out there. Why? Because he's nice. He was nice. Said nice things about Minnesota. You know, he 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 had his moments. Right, as a point guard, not a not a great point guard by anyone's definition, but he had moments, but he wasn't the best shooter. And really, what what got him noticed coming out of Spain was those uh, Pistol Pete Maravich passes he used to do. If you go back and look at YouTube on uh, Ricky Rubio back in Europe, that's what you're going to see more of his dazzling passes and assist than him actually making buckets. And so along comes Jimmy Butler. Say what you will about him. 
And I think he's definitely proven himself as a go-getter and a winner. And he made the mistake of just kind of telling people how it was up here. Something we've been saying on Sports Done Right for, for two years. Or, you know, Wiggins, when he was here, lacks defense, lacks killer instincts. Same with Cat. And sometimes you need the alpha dog to, to get in your grill and to let you know how it is. And that's what Jimmy Butler was. Problem is, it doesn't seem to play too well up, in, up here in Minnesota at times. So what you're going to see on a lot of Timberwolves fan boards and, and websites are, oh, I don't like the way he went about doing his stuff up here. I don't like that attitude. Once he knew he wanted to get the hell out of here, you know, look what he did. Problem was, he was right. And it's time for the Minnesota Timberwolves nation to realize it. And, you know, to get real, we're in a new day and age here. And you got to realize that you need a player like a Jimmy Butler. And hey, if he gets up in your grill and talks a little shit to you, so be it. You know, the one thing I liked about Jimmy Butler was exactly that, is that he's going to tell you how it is. And I just, you know, I don't know if it's just, you know, it didn't go over well with Wiggins. Didn't go over well with Cat. Those two at the time were the two main pieces. Obviously, they dealt off Wiggins. And we will see. I, You know, I think the new ownership whoever that's going to be is going to have to find players like your Jimmy Butler's to want to come up to Minnesota, live in the winter and play for your team. That's simple. So to Jimmy Butler, congratulations. Um, he almost averaged a triple double while playing Got almost 42 minutes a game. 40-point triple-double in game three. 35-point triple-double in game five for Jimmy. And then, you know, I think him, much like the rest of the Heat, he just ran out of gas because remember, no Dragic. Adebayo's injured. And he almost did it all by himself. Now, we had moments. And this is the other thing, too, that I want to congratulate the Miami Heat on. They're no, as I'm as I'm calling them here, and I mean no disrespect, by the way, but they're no names who became names. Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Winslow, Dragic. Dion Waiters. I mean, have you ever heard of Kendrick Nunn? Derek Jones Jr.? I mean, most of these these guys, some of these, most of them are undrafted. And, 
it just goes to show you from the coaching staff down there in South Florida to the the main man, Pat Riley, who never, ever, ever gets enough credit because, well, he had Magic and Kareem and James Worthy and Byron Scott and, you know, on and on and on. So all he had to do was just kind of breathe and they were going to win championships, not necessarily. But Pat Riley never gets enough credit. So the Don of South Beach out there puts, you know, he's putting together a very interesting collection of players that all of a sudden can do a little something. Now, this pandemic, this bubble thing, let's hope that next season we're not doing this again because as as great as the job as the NBA did, and the other sports did for the most part as well, NHL, baseball, which is still going on, But nobody, we want fans back. And I'm one now after just being sick and tired of dealing with this virus stuff. I mean, let's go back to normal. I know everybody's like, oh, well, we're never going back to normal. Let's try. Because I want us to get to the point where we can have those stadiums packed. I mean, can you imagine if Miami went on this run and, and, you know, Miami... Say what you want about them kind of being a front-runner town, all this stuff. When the Heat are going deep in the playoffs, that crowd is electric, and there is no place. I mean, I love watching the playoffs when the Heat are at home. So let's hope that, you know, we're back to that at least. Because, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If we got to do another year of this bubble stuff, and we're already going to be behind schedule with the start of next year. Oh, jeez. We are effed up. Oh, boy. Anyway, again, Vince Wright, Sports Governor, Sports Done Right, Tuesday Night Edition. I am the Sports Gov coming to you from the Situation Room, deep at the Executive Mansion here in the Twin Cities metropolitan area. Um, so again, props to the Miami Heat and and what they're doing, what they're building, and hopefully it continues for them. But now we got to turn it to the champions, El Campions, LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, just LeBron's just too tough, man. So. Averaging 20, almost 30 points a game. Averaging almost 12 rebounds a game. Averaging over eight assists a game. He has now won his fourth championship. Obviously the first one since moving on from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And for him, as they say, finally answering the bell. For the Los Angeles Lakers after a a rough goal. In that, in that first year there, people were wondering if, hey, man, maybe it wasn't the best move. Who knows? But I want to focus in on a couple things. First, I'm going to talk about LeBron. Because, I mean, who else are you going to talk about, right? And let's talk about this debate of LeBron and Jordan. And 
first off, LeBron, you know, I thought he got himself into miraculous shape. I thought he told, he kept himself, you know, he's always physically fit for the most part, but I think to have to deal with this bubble, the focus that it took to keep himself, to keep his team focused, to achieve this goal, ring number 17 is phenomenal and goes, by the way, with, you know, the, it's right up there. People, they may try and put an asterisk on, on this ring, but I think this year, this championship needs to be elevated more. First off, the way this bullshit year started, and by the way, what up to HRAP out there in the Spreaker.com chat room. Also, via Twitter, Danielle out there in Minnetonka, Minnesota. She's listening. And who do we got here? We have Scott, who is listening in Cottage Grove. And I want to say what up to the one and only Big Tex. He's listening all the way down in Dallas, Texas. What up, Vince? A Vikings fan. Found your podcast. Digging it. All right. We appreciate it. All right. Um, LeBron's better, says H-Rap. And here's the thing, H-Rap, and everybody out there. I think, you know, the arguments are fun. The debates are fun. I mean, that's all they've been talking about forever. You know, first take. Uh, Skip and Shannon on Fox, just all this stuff. Who's better, Jordan, LeBron? I think, honestly, it is just a generational thing. I think that, you know, I'm 51. If you're from my generation, growing up watching Jordan in his prime and all that stuff as it happened, you know, quote unquote, the old heads don't ever like to bow down to, to new generations. That's how it just is through history. So Jordan is it. Now, you can say things, you know, here's the thing. And I'm one of those guys. I say Jordan. And I know people go total rings, this, this, and that. And I think Jordan just had more of that killer mentality, all this stuff. But we're in a different day now. I mean, this is 2020. And as athletes in all sports, bigger, stronger, faster. And LeBron, I mean, you know, from, and remember, LeBron came straight out of high school too. So in terms of the numbers, that gets a little skewed, but LeBron is just phenomenal. Good dad, good husband, at least for right now. You don't see him on the TMZs. You don't see him on, you know, the ink blots or anything like that. I want to say what up to Miss Girly Girl, New Max Radio. We're going to be checking her out after my show. Uh, make sure you follow uh, New Max Radio on Spreaker.com. Uh, Tasty Talk Tuesday is one of my favorite shows. Like I say, it's one of them shows you got to draw the shades, make sure the kids are in bed because her, Mandelion, my main man, Mandeezy, um, they are a wonderful couple. Married and they bring up all kinds of fun relationship uh, discussions on their show. Lots of chat, lots of great music too. You want some great old school R&B, some of that baby making music, Tasty Talk. Check them out right after we're done here. All right, so back to LeBron. Great, great article in The Undefeated by one of our Favorite writers, William Roden, Bill Roden there. 
Um, been around forever. Bill's done it all. And I'm going to read little snippets of this and we're going to throw some comments on there as well. Um, what up to Mandeezy out there, New Max Radio's uh, other better half in our chat room before their shows. I appreciate it. And congrats to your Cleveland Browns, man. Look at the Cleveland Browns doing something for you, Mandelion. Uh Props to him. Props to your main man. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. And all of a sudden, Cleveland doing something. We'll talk about that a little later. All right. So, Bill's column is, it's time to end the LeBron James-Michael Jordan debate. Another title in James's accomplishment outside of basketball has elevated his stature in the pantheon of black athlete activists. And that is why, in today's opinion, LeBron is definitely the greatest NBA player of all time. Um, I'll just read little snippets here and we'll comment. By winning his fourth NBA title, LeBron James has not only just leaped into history, he's also leaped over Michael Jordan in the heated, ongoing debate over which player is the greatest. Um, James, as he says, scored 28 points, got a 17 title. Um, Here we go. There has not been another NBA superstar to lead three different teams to a championship. Not Jordan, not Johnson, not Kobe. Kareem led Milwaukee to a title and helped the Lakers, but that's about it. So how do we feel about that? Because first it was like, okay, is he ring chasing? No, he's not. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. He really is. And, you know, what he did with all of these teams is he's made everybody better. And to do it this year, like we said, in the bubble. Okay, so... Outside of counting wins and losses, I put minimal weight on statistics. They're often empty calories, which is what I kind of just alluded to. But James has dominated every statistical basketball category. In Game 1 of the NBA Finals, he passed Abdul-Jabbar for fourth most rebounds in NBA history. Also in the Finals, James passed John Stockton for all-time assist in the postseason. Then there are the expectations, which I do weigh heavily, says Mr. Roden. Unlike Jordan, James entered the NBA with multiple um, mountains of expectations, blah, blah, blah. James was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 17. was called the savior of Cleveland when Cleveland drafted him first overall. Um, Obviously, he delivered on that. James won. Let's see. Okay. This is a a quote from Isaiah Thomas in his article, and this is what I wanted to get to. The two most storied franchises in the NBA are the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics, Isaiah Thomas said earlier this week during the interview with Sirius XM NBA Radio. Quote, those are the guys who have competed and played in the NBA and have, excuse me, and played in the NBA, understand their significance and their relevance. Also, those who have won championships with the Boston Celtics or Los Angeles Lakers can tell you how difficult, how extreme the pressure is to win in those two places and the demand and the hunger to be a champion in those two places. Um, 
You know, that that is so true. LeBron James leaving Cleveland to go to Los Angeles and play in the shadow of Shaq, Kobe, Kareem, Wilt, Elgin, Jerry West, Thomas said. Then be burdened with it. To get your name in the rafters, you'll have to win a championship in Los Angeles with the Lakers. No other players faced that kind of pressure in the last six, seven years, and I've been watching the NBA, says Isaiah. Um, in leading the Lakers to a 17th title, James became the franchise's latest link to greatness. Um, totally agree with that. Um, the, the, but here's the thing. To go into L.A., and I remember I used to listen to Jim Rome, and he used to say, one of the the best things you can do and one of the best jobs ever is to be this be the star of the Los Angeles Lakers no better gig ever and after that first year eh, you know seemed it wasn't let's just say a little apprehension obviously LeBron was injured something we hadn't seen a lot of as well and, you know, the rumor mill gets going. You know, he's getting older. He's approaching 35. He is, um, you know, is he breaking down? Well, I think LeBron has proved to a whole bunch of people and to, the, to his haters that that just ain't the case. So, off the court, and this is the other thing that Bill's article uh, talks to indeed the most important element in leapfrogging James over Jordan is what James has done off the court what James has accomplished outside of basketball has elevated his stature in the pantheon of black athlete activist Jordan set the standard for neutrality among African-American athletes James forcefully demonstrated that being unapologetically black and standing for one's community is not a luxury it's a responsibility James led the charge to get rid of a racist NBA owner. On multiple occasions, he challenged the President of the United States. In doing this and eschewing neutrality, James led the way for a generation of young black athletes to speak up. He gave them their voices. Isaiah again quoted as saying, When you look at what LeBron and Kareem have stood for off the floor, that's GOAT status, Thomas said. Uh, probably a real direct shot at Mr. Jordan, who <laughs> they are not friends. Um, and he also goes on to say in the African-American community, it doesn't, or excuse me, it does matter what you stand for off the floor. Bill also writes, black survival and progress have depended on prominent African-Americans leading the charge, inspiring the Madison's. James is not the only prominent African-American athlete to use visibility as a megaphone to fight for equality and justice. He is one of the first active black athletes in team sports to organize athletes to stress the importance of teamwork and unity. He recognizes that revolution, like basketball, is a team endeavor. That's why James, in my book, has leapfrogged over Jordan. And I think that that is a very fair argument. Um... And De Leon, LeBron played 17 straight years without a base, without a baseball break, which dismissed they never, which dismissed the never playing college. Oh, I get what you're saying. True, true. You know, I thought this article was just very well written. I think all the points made in it are very true, very correct. And to you haters out there, how can you hate on LeBron? 
I told you the story of when the first time I saw him live, that's, that's when he won me over. I was one of them narcissists. I was one of them dudes. I was tired of seeing the 17 year olds games on the ESPN, you know, all get off my damn yard, getting all old and crotchety and shit. And then, like I said, my friend had great seats. Cavaliers are in town. We're in the second row, almost midcourt. You know, living rock star on the Raj life. And just the control of, of the game, the team, you know, floor generals leading. That was the thing, because when you're down that low, you can hear him calling out the plays and all that stuff. And that's it. Like I said, he won me over that night. That was the night I became a fan of LeBron James. Not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I wasn't a Miami Heat fan, but I do respect his game and how he seems to conduct himself off the court as well. So congratulations, LeBron. Definitely going to go into Mount Rushmore of basketball, in my opinion. Um... You know, and what else can you say? You know, like, I, I, I hope they can get back. I really do. Because we need crowds, man. <laughs> we need crowds. All right, let's do this. Let's get into our first break. When we come back. Um, we'll be talking with Justin Ekstrom. We are going to honor. Oh. One of the late great guitar players, Eddie Van Halen, passing on us here. And what can you say? He, he was uh, just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. So let's get out of here. The little Van Halen. We don't do too much rock in our breaks, but we're going to honor one of my favorite rock bands and one of my favorite rock guitarists of all time. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. We'll be right back. Sports done right.
little bit hot tonight I can barely see the road from the heat coming up Reach down between my legs Ease the seat back All right, we are back. What's going on? I appreciate you all jumping in here with us. Sports Done Right, another Tuesday night edition. And ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Justin Ekstrom is back with us to talk football, the Minnesota Vikings. Justin, what is going on, sir? Not a whole lot. What is going on with you? Uh, hey, let's, well, let's just get to it, man. <laughs> He don't want to play it anymore. He just, all right, let's peel the bandit off. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Such a good first half. I mean, hey, we're shutting out Seattle. It's a beautiful thing, as my friend James in Phoenix, Arizona, would like to say about our Vikings. But the second half starts. So let's just start with the first half. Give me your thoughts on the first half, what you saw, what you liked, how things were going for you. Tell the folks how you were feeling. Well, for me, the first half was just the perfect game plan. Absolute clock management. And they weren't running to kill the clock. They were running to, like, score, basically. They are running, and there was a balanced attack. You got Irv Smith Jr. in there. By the way, happy birthday to his pops. Birthday yesterday. Yeah, follower, follower of mine on Twitter. And... Um, man, just the balance attack, everything's going great. And the defensive scheme, doing the two deep safeties, making sure Russell Wilson can't cook you deep. That's, that's what got you to the situation where you're shutting out the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. But what was scaring me, of course, being a Minnesota Vikings fan, I was waiting for the other two to fall. I was, I was waiting for the slipper to shatter. I was waiting for the horseshoe to fall out because it felt exactly like that TCS stadium game playoffs where Blair Walsh broke all of our hearts. Right. The, the defensive scheme out of Zimmer with these young guys, I mean, these young corners, they played about as good as you possibly could. And then the defensive line. I mean, how many times could we say this year that there was a coverage sack? I mean, they got an actual coverage sack. Like, the defensive line got home on a four-man rush because the defensive corners and safeties all did their job. I was stoked, but also being the Minnesota fan that I am, I'm like, man, this is far from over. Something's going to happen. And lo and behold, it did. Yeah, man, just, you know, real disappointing because, you know, first off, and again, we got Justin Ekstrom folks joining on KS, KNSI Radio out up in St. Cloud, Minnesota, our 
co-host on the sports or sports done right listen to me on the north star sports podcast um you know like i said it was just so unexpected to see the vikings doing what they were doing in that first half running the ball you know finding irv smith jr by the way for the first time in a while too so getting him involved and then you know they come out halftime second half it all starts going to, to shit as they like to say and, you know, the big play, obviously, now me and Justin were just talking before he came on. Justin would have actually gone for it. I would have tried to kick, kick that field goal because it's Russell Wilson on the other side. And that's the part that really scares me is him coming back down. And unfortunately, he proved me right. But give me your thought process, uh, Justin, on why you would go for it. Well, for me, it, there's a few things leading up to it. But in that situation, the, everything that you say is correct. But it's basically my defense as well. Like, I don't want Russell Wilson to get the ball back at all. You gain half a yard, he doesn't get the ball back at all. Like, he just sits there and looks all, like, rich and stuff on the sideline. And we don't have to see him beat us. And I was saying it on Twitter. I was saying it on all my shows. I was saying it on everything. For once, Mike Zimmer was aggressive. I mean, he was aggressive in the first half, going for it on fourth and two, a couple times, fourth and one once. Hey, Justin, yeah. I, I, I hate to interrupt you here, but I got some uh, feedback here. It sounds like we got kind of a bad connection going. Let me do this. Um, Let's take a quick break. Let's try and have you call back in and see if maybe we can get a little better connection. We got a real staticky connection, I've been told. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Call call right back in like two minutes. You got it. Thanks. Ooh, geez. Sorry about that, folks. Thanks for reaching out to me there, uh, Big Mike. Um, I thought it may have just been my headphones. I'm glad we got feedback from the from the crowd out there. I, I do apologize for that. Um, I normally we have a great connection with Justin here. Let me maybe try calling him real quick. Cause. Still, yeah, still a bad connection there. Well, let's do this. Um, I apologize. We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Unfortunately, technical BS happens. Um, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, and yeah, I can already hear it. Unfortunately, that's static. Ugh. Hey, buddy, we're going to try and call you back here. Okay. All right, oh, actually, hold on. Keep talking. Hi. How's it going? Ah, uh, yeah, going yeah. Well no, no. Uh, yeah, it's it's just something. We might just have a bad line tonight, unfortunately, bud. So I'm going to hang up. I'm going to call you back in a couple minutes, okay? We'll give him one more shot. Appreciate it. Thanks. Oh, man. Well, like I said, sometimes shit happens, right? Oh, man. What can we do? All right, let's do this. Going to take a quick break. 
I am going to give you another dose of Van Halen, Sammy Hagar style this time. We will be right back and hopefully figure out these these uh, phone lines.
The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Oh, boy. Sometimes technology is a good thing. Sometimes technology is a bad thing. And we tried and tried and tried because I really wanted to get Justin on here and get to his takes. But unfortunately, the Skype line is just not helping us out with the studio tonight. So we had to put the kibosh on that interview. I apologize because I know one thing we all hate in the world of podcasting and broadcasting in general is when um, you have a technical issue like that. So again, Big Mike, thank you for reaching out. Justin Ekstrom, appreciate you. We'll get you back on very, very, very soon. And folks, with that, I'm just going to kind of put a bow on the Vikings talk here. Um, Wasted opportunity to get back to, you know, two and two is a lot easier to deal with than one and three. And speaking with a couple of Packer fans, yes, I know a couple of Packers fans, and they were the ones who were actually very disappointed because... They're, you know, they're battling Seattle for home field throughout, it looks like. So um, they became Vikings fans on Sunday. And unfortunately, that didn't work out for them or us. And Dalvin Cook, abductor, strain, pulled groin, whatever you want to call it. And the Vikings are definitely going to be sitting him out the next game because they have the bye the following week. So with uh, Alexander um, Addison back there, um, you know, who, by the way, had 120 yards, I think, on 20 carries, something like that. You know, he's done a phenomenal job in the backup role. And to have him step up for a game or two shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, He is, you know, done a very good job. But we need Dalvin back, so let's just hope that this isn't a prolonged thing. You know, obviously, that's the one thing people always talk about with the running backs. When they get the deals, they get injured. So we hope that that is not the case for big Dalvin um, because he's needed. And if the Vikings are going to have any shot at a postseason run, it's going to involve Dalvin Cook in my opinion so all right folks we're gonna get out of here again vince Wright, the sports governor sports done right um well i done all somewhat right tonight again sorry for the technical issues on the justin ekstrom interview uh, my deep apologies there we'll get it straightened out and figured out for next time anyway keep it tuned here want to say what up to x squad x squad affiliates.com my podcast family out there um what up to my friends over at uh the real uh rangers and listen to everybody that i deal with real cast rangers bs3 sports radio network kevin gray out there uh the 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 man that that did it all over at x squad kesey ingram putting that together all coming from the two live stews tree proud of everybody all the shows that ninja um underground railroad everybody doing a bang up job keep it up and don't have messed up phone lines like i did tonight but outside of that be cool everybody stay safe eddie van halen i miss you brother 
and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, y'all. Take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.